right. I feel like these are loud. Are you taking your shoes off? I'm taking my shoes off. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. They're brand new socks. Quentin Tarantino wants to know your location. Oh, my fucking God. Why? <laughs> I'm not gonna... What? Can you please put your shoes back on? Are you serious? They smell? I just got a bit of a whiff. Oh my... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Kellen Kermeens. And I'm Moises Camacho. And welcome to Inter Sandman, uh, the podcast where week by week we journey through the films and mind of Adam Sandler. This week we are talking about a movie that we are both very excited to watch, Happy Gilmore. Moises, you love this movie. I love this we movie. Love, we both love this movie. Like This is not going to be a biased review of Happy Gilmore. We're not going to be objective. We're going to... <laughs> We're just gonna gush about Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it's I think it's too good of a movie, honestly. So, so what's your experience with this movie? Um, this is the type of movie that my dad showed me when I was a kid, and he was just like, "You're in for a treat. Like this is a great movie. You're gonna love this movie." And he was right. And even now, when I watched it, I haven't seen this movie in years, and I I, I remember it. It's like. It's a classic. Yeah. It's like one of those movies I've seen so many times, it's like burned into my brain. I mean, for me, Happy Gilmore, I haven't seen it that many times. Like, I remember as a kid watching it, but I don't remember, like, constantly God, watching this. This is, I think, trying to remember, I think this is, like, my first, the first Adam Sandler movie I ever watched. Oh, okay. And I have my, my history of this movie. I've been teasing Moises with this story for, like, a week now, but I yeah. can finally tell it. When I was younger, like seven or eight, you know, maybe nine, I was playing sports. You know, from a very young age, like my family, I, I was playing sports and I've been told actually really liked it. But <laughs> uh, right around seven or eight was like, you know, that was like first grade or like first, second grade was like when I started to like kind of lose interest in sports. It's also coincidentally around the time I started to get into movies so I think that's like when the shift started to happen, mm -hmm. but I wasn't confident enough in myself to realize that was what was happening. And I just thought like, oh no, everybody hates doing sports. This is just normal. <laughs> and I didn't realize until like my parents after I had like a really shitty soccer game said like, you're supposed to be enjoying this. And I'm like, but I'm not. And they're like, well, you shouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> So I, I want to make it clear. My parents never forced me to play sports. I was just too quiet to say anything to say about you it. Didn't like but it. there was like this when I was like started to like, you know, kind of retire. My parents were like, well, you should try golf. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I was a I was a golfer for a little bit. I don't I wasn't. I can imagine it. Yeah, because I'm because I'm white. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but so like it was like. Second or third grade, like, I got into golf, which is, by the way, an expensive sport to get into. I can imagine. Golf is... There's a lot of political and economical implications with golf that this movie kind of addresses, but we'll we'll try and not really bring that up in this comedy podcast. 
think but, we're gonna have to. That yeah, but golf was actually like, and I lived in Texas in this time, and golf is like actually like a kind of big in Texas. Like golf and soccer are surprisingly big in Texas. Okay. So like, when I when I was lo- younger and lived in Illinois, I was baseball. But then I moved to Texas, and it was like golf or soccer. And so, like, when I was trying to get into golf and my parents were trying to convince me that golf was fun, they showed me Happy Gilmore. Are you... I am dead serious. That's the best introduction to it. I know. And I remember, not only was this the first movie I watched uh, with Adam Sandler, this was the first movie my family ever used Netflix instant streaming to watch. Back when it was, like, the worst setup ever. It was, like, all the movies were just in this, like, row. (laughs) I, I... I'm going to make my kid a golf star now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, because I, the, like, immediately after watching Happy Gilmore, the next time I was at a driving range and my parents weren't around, I tried to do the Happy Gilmore swing and I <laughs> smacked myself in the back of the leg with the fucking driver because I fucked it up that bad. Uh... But I, I was shown Happy Gilmore and Caddyshack. And <laughs> neither of which are like, I don't think my parents really knew. Like, like, oh, hey, I should show my kid this to make them appreciate golf, because neither of them are really about golf. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, like, there was also... I'm just thinking about all the golf movies I've watched as a kid. There was um one called The Greatest Game Ever Played that has Shia LaBeouf in it, back when he was still kind of like a Disney no, star. I love him, though. He's made quite the transition, but... Uh, Listen, don't talk about Shia LaBeouf. I, I'm not talking bad no, about I'm Shia No, I'm saying I will go on for hours okay, about we, we'll, Shia LaBeouf. We, we won't talk about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, so that's, like, my history with this movie and, like, immediately watching it. Like, it's, like, and it's also, like, the elementary, like, elementary school I went to and, like, the middle school was, like, people who would just quote Happy Gilmore all the time. <laughs> like, rewatching the movie, I realized on this rewatch that there's so many, like, like little, like... There's so many quotables. Lines that have just worked their way into yeah. my dialogue. <laughs> like, I think this was, like, a very influential movie for me growing up, just in, like... You know, the way your sense of humor kind of develops as yeah. you grow up. I think this is, like, one of, like... If you wanted to say, like... If somebody asks, why are you like this? I'd probably, like, point to this movie as, like, one of the reasons. So, yeah, that's my history. I'll edit that down. But that's my history of Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to make my kid a golf star now. Yeah. I'm going to show him Happy Gilmore and just be like, so you want to play golf, huh? <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's funny because, like... You know, like, the stereotype in movies is, like, the parents forcing their kid to play football. Yeah. But with me, they were like... You're gonna love golf! Well, I, they're like, well, he cries whenever he gets really angry. Maybe you should do golf. <laughs> Somewhere a psychiatrist is listening to this going, interesting, and writing that down. <laughs> so, uh, well, we can talk kind of broadly. What do you love about this movie? In broad Let, terms, let's broad. go. Let's go through the movie. Should we do, like, this let's is the, go, for the first time. Let's go through the movie, right? Like a summary? Or like a no, 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 no. Let's kind of just talk about what we like, but, like, going through the movie. Okay. So, we... The oh, movie starts... One of the best intros of all time. Very good. And, um, I just burped. I'm sorry. Can we edit that out? <laughs> well, yes. One of the... Okay. So, what we want to talk about first... <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I picked that one. <laughs> uh, okay, it's fine. I'll leave okay. them in. So, the... Very good intro. The, like, fake Super 8. Yeah. It literally introduces Happy Gilmore in less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, his mother moved the... to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> and his father died. Yeah. 
Which is a really kind of abrupt dark humor. Again, surrealism in Adam Sandler's yeah, yeah. movies. Out of all the places, his mother moved to Egypt because she wanted to get away from hockey. Reading between the lines also tells us everything we need to know about this character. Mm-hmm. Like, with how nonchalantly they're talking about their dad dying at a hockey game or their mom leaving because of hockey. Yeah, and it, it, it just introduces the idea that, that Happy Gilmore loves hockey mm-hmm. and this is what he wants to do with his life. And it, it also, that's what it, sh- it introduces Happy Gilmore. That's what the yeah. intro does, is, and it's one of the best intros ever. But anyway, after the intro, uh, it's him at it's him at the golf, not golf, hockey tryout, isn't it? And and again, another Adam Sandler's just so good in this movie. Uh, this he gets in a fight uh, because of the tryouts. He fights the coach. It also tells us, yeah, you know, this tells us, and that like you can see, he's a terrible skater. Yeah, he sucks at skating. He's not. He's good at hockey. The only thing he's good at is shooting. Yeah, he he has like a really good swing. The craziest hit yeah. in the game. Yeah. He breaks a window. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and I think those are actual hockey coaches. I meant to look it up. I think those are actual like hockey coaches. Like, yeah. That NHL making a cameo. Yeah, and the, and there's narration uh, throughout this one, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe it's before it, where he he says that he's. <laughs> I love this part of the movie too. He says that he's the only hockey player who's ever used his um his skates as a weapon yeah he's yeah he has a couple records he says which is like the most time spent in the penalty box and then he's the only hockey player who's ever taken his skate off and tried to stab another player yeah. with it <laughs> really it's like ridiculous yeah. but it's great and he mentions it throughout the, he mentions it like twice um in the movie <laughs> uh and 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 one part that i love about this uh is when he gets in the fight with the coach oh it's his signature move yeah, and then the you think you're better than me. Oh yeah. Ooh. This is yeah, like it's, this is well cuz we mentioned I briefly mentioned Billy Madison like Billy Madison's the underdog, but he's also a billionaire son, mm-hmm. you know, with more money than we'll ever have in our entire lives. So it's a little hard to root for him, but I think in Happy Gilmore they wisely Happy Gilmore was also written by the same uh Tim Timmy as we call him. Timmy. Timmy. Timmy and Billy. The, Timmy and Happy this time around. Yeah, Timmy and Happy. Uh I think wisely this time around make him more of like a working class yeah. hero. Yeah, we see in the intro hero. he works like a lot of um, kind of smaller gigs, mm-hmm. like security guard, construction worker. And every time he gets kicked out because of his aggression. And oh wait, actually, except the construction worker. Well, yeah, he he gets kicked. Well, he gets fired because he tries he like grabs objects and makes it look like it's his dick. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like a good reoccurring joke. Well, uh, after that, uh, he he goes to his ex girlfriend. His girlfriend leaves him. Another great uh, joke well, that his, he plays throughout the movie. His ex-girlfriend, his girlfriend that leaves him at the beginning of the movie is a teacher. Yeah. Which at the end of Billy Madison, he gets together with a teacher. So th- this is like the Sandler-verse. The Sandler-verse. The Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler's cinematic universe. Adam Sandler into the Sandler-verse. Good <laughs> work. Uh, and he goes to... Just, oh wait 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 we're skipping oh the reason shit why, i forgot yeah oh my the, god well i'm not sure the reason why his girlfriend leaves him is because he's obsessed with with hockey and he's not successful whatsoever no, he's a terrible hockey player yeah he's obsessed with it but she's leaving him because hey you're not successful you're never going to be successful even though you're obsessed with this sport that you're not oh gonna. a meta thing just popped in my head i'll share it at the end okay. i'm just teasing it now <laughs> And 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 that's an important 
part of Happy's character is he's determined. Oh, this I'm is, good uh, at hockey. This is what I love. This is what I was meant to do in my life was yeah. to play hockey. Mm-hmm. And um, which is a reoccurring thing in in Adam Sandler's career. Yeah, in a lot of his movies, it's like his you know underdogs like who are determined are determined whether you know like you know whether it's what they should be doing or not they're determined and you're like hey I, I'm rooting for you it's kind of like uh, it's like Rocky you know yeah. like Rocky like in the first movie he's not a great boxer but like he, you know he's a scrappy underdog and he's given a shot and that's why you're you, you know you root mm-hmm. for him this is Adam Sandler's Rocky he's a lower class hero lower class hero and uh, even though we'll his... get to we'll get to the Rocky similarities, actually in a second. Oh, uh, Happy is raised by his grandmother after his father dies, and we find out that um, her home is getting taken away or audited by the IRS because she, does... she hasn't paid taxes. In she 10 owes years. like she owes like two hundred seventy thousand dollars to that. Such a weird thing to put <laughs> in the is... plot, but it works. Yeah, well, it's like the main thrust, you know. Yeah. But it's such a high amount of money. <laughs> like it's like what's like the amount of money that's like you could conceivably win playing golf, but it's also not low enough to where like he could just like pay it off and get a loan. Yeah, get a loan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how does he end up going? Th- oh, while the moving guys are moving out. Of- Wait, whoa, whoa! What? What I skip? You're not skipping anything. I'm just saying we're going through the movie, selling our- some of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite jokes in the movie is when his grandmother asks about his girlfriend and he says, oh, she got hit by a car, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Sandler, you genius. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, says it so cold-heartedly. Oh, she got hit by a car, she's dead. Yeah. And it works. It, it's hilarious. It's, it's, it's funny in the movie. Classic. Oh, we should... Who I don't know if he is, but after this, we're introduced to a contender for MVP of the movie, which is Ben Stiller oh. as the uncredited... Uncredited... The Uncredited as the nursing home orderly. We all know who the MVP is, but we'll, we'll but get to the MVP exactly. in a second. Ben Stiller is such a funny part of the movie. Yeah, he's because Ben Stiller's character is in this scene and then another scene, and then he kind of disappears from the movie mm-hmm. because Happy gets his mom out of the nursing home. Yeah. There's a deleted scene where Happy beats the shit out of Ben Stiller. Oh my god, his character. Why I think I don't know. That would have been great. Because I think the idea is, is he's like learning to control his temper, uh-huh. and that would have reset. But I, I he, he the nursing home. Uh, I think his name's Hal. Hal. Yeah, like that sounds right. Name. Well, because you know, Happy drops his grandma off, and Hal is like super kind. And once Happy leaves, the grandma, what does she say? She's like, "Could I trouble you for a glass of warm milk?" And he goes, "I could trouble you for a glass of shut the hell up." <laughs> He never drops like this kind of high pitched nice voice. So the whole movie he's saying like these cruel, sadistic things with just like a oh yeah. I think the next big part is like when he gets to the driving range and he meets Chubbs. Mm-hmm. Chubbs, another contender for another MVP. Another contender for MVP. In any other movie would be the MVP. Yeah. We're almost at the MVP. But Chubbs is played by Carl Weathers, who is uh I we forgot I forgot to mention in going the going overboard episode General Noriega in that I I in the episode final episode I just say he's played by like an old Hollywood actor yeah I don't mention that he's Pauly in Ro- the Rocky series he's uh, Rocky's brother in law I think you know he's hey oh Pauly <laughs> the, the impression that everyone does he's Pauly and in this movie 
Carl Weathers is he plays Apollo Creed, who's like the kind of the antagonist of the first two yeah. Rocky movies. And so that's why I'm saying this is Adam Sandler's Rocky. You know, it's a working class hero who's trying to get good at a sport to challenge, you know, like a champion. And he's getting trained by like somebody who's like out of the game, but used to be, you know, that guy. Yeah. And everyone respects and him. And they directly acknowledge that by getting Carl Weathers. Um, he gets his um his uh, hand chomped off by a gator and he has this wooden hand, which is very funny throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like in increasing levels of destruction because Happy keeps like fucking di- it up, messing it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, Chubbs convinces him, you know, to let, you know, kind of be his protege and he'll teach him how to play golf and he can make the big bucks. Yeah. And, and, and the reason for this is because Happy. Uh, was going to the club and saying, "Hey, I bet you I could oh, get to the four hundred We skipped yard. over. There's yeah, a scene exactly. where like he uh, has like this bet with the people moving shit out of his house, and he plays golf with them, and they find out he has like a four hundred yard drive in a some. Ugh. I don't know how they did. I that. don't know how they did. I meant to look it up. This is like pre. They they don't have the budget for CGI. There's but no way. It's like the POV of the golf ball, and it's insane. It's like, so good. This is before it goes drones. through the trees. It goes through the trees. I don't know how they did it, man. Uh, there's a good joke I wanted to acknowledge. This is like, before we see that Chubbs is missing a hand, and he goes like, and Chubbs says, they wouldn't let me play in the Pro Tour. You know why? And Happy goes, because you're, you're black. black. <laughs> <laughs> and and like, in, in any comedy nowadays, Chubbs would have been like, no, you racist fuck. But like, in this movie, he completely ignores it. He says, no. Like, and, that's not, and that's not even like a PC thing. That's yeah. just like, the. it's just like, comedy, it feels like, is so slow today, and that they'll spend like, Five minutes just improving about a single thing. Yeah, but in this movie, it's like they wouldn't let me play in the pro tour. Oh, why? Because you're black? No, because an alligator bit my <laughs> hand off. <laughs> like it's so insane. Yeah. Like you don't even have time to register the because you're black joke. And it works so well. Um, and then Happy goes to the the Waterbury Open. It's so strange that I remember the. <laughs> How do you remember? I don't it? know, man. It's I, like I said, this movie's burning in my he brain. He goes to the Waterbury Open. Uh, I love the bit where his caddy just t- picks up his clubes, and then he. Where are you imme- going, punk? <laughs> he, he immediately tackles his caddy and starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah, he beats the shit out of him. He's like, "Where are you going, punk?" Another quotable in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he beats the shit out of him, and, and his caddy's like, "No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to help you." And uh, I actually looked up the caddy. The the caddy I think is like a professor of astrophysics at like the University of Pennsylvania now or something. I don't know. That's just so weird. I just like the little the weird little ginger kid. Jared Von Snellenberg plays Happy Gilmore's first caddy. That sounds like a professor. He is currently an assistant professor of psychiatry at Stony Brook University School of Medicine. So good for him. Good for him, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He'll, he'll never be as widely regarded as <laughs> as his caddy um, role. This scene, the Waterbury Open scene, has like two things that, like, I always said, you know, when I was for when I was playing golf and I was trying to convince myself that I enjoyed it, like when uh, Chubbs comes up and he like is like grinding on Happy and he's like all in the hips, all in the hips, and then it's got the you know just tap it in, just tap it in, and he like spends like two minutes just messing. Oh, that's cinema. And I think the it's the, the Waterbury Open is where we're introduced to two more characters. Um, we'll start with Virginia, who is, is it Virginia in this movie? It's Virginia, right? Virginia? The love interest. No, it's Victoria. It's Victoria. Isn't it Victoria? 
Yeah, it's Victoria. Yeah, it's Victoria. It's Victoria. It, no, it is Virginia. It is Virginia. It is Virginia. We said it was Victoria. We said it was West. Victoria. Oh no. <laughs> it's Virginia. Oh no. It's Virginia. Okay, it, it's it's Virginia, and. Wow. Who is like she's like the PR lady for the Pro Tour? Who's weirdly involved with the very involved, even though she's just PR. Yeah, <laughs> but, but okay. I, I, I think making her we'll talk about it in a bit. Uh, I think making her PR is a very smart character choice. But and we're also introduced to the MVP of the movie. We're saying it here now. He's Shooter MVP. McGavin, best villain of all time. Shooter McGavin is a better villain than Thanos. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> the great movie villains of all time, Heath Ledger Joker, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. Thanos then, is almost there. No. Oh, oh, you don't think he's almost there? Christopher McDonald as Shooter McGavin. <laughs> he I mean, he's the best so of all time. so good. Apparently, I actually read, like, they, he, he was, like, one of the first people they offered, and he's like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to do a villain again. And they also talked, I'm trying to, they offered it to Kevin Costner, uh-huh. which would have been a strange choice. Yeah, he's a little too serious. Yeah. I think my dad would like this movie more if it was Kevin Costner. My dad's a big Kevin Costner guy. Just for... Um, I my, feel like Ben Stiller could have played it. My dad, if by some weird coincidence we end up ever talking about either Field of Dreams or Yellowstone, my dad will be on this podcast. <laughs> but um, Bruce Campbell. Do you know who Bruce Campbell is? No. You just broke my heart, Moises. Um, Let me look at the face. Yeah. He's um, Ash in the Evil Dead movies. Evil Dead series. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. And he's also uh, plays a bit role in every single Spider-Man movie. I know his face. Yeah. He also really wanted to play Shooter McGavin. Like, he, like, lobbied for it. But they ended up, they got uh, Chris from McDonald on board where they said, like, you can have fun with this. Like, don't make him just a villain. Like, really sink into it. And my God, is Shooter such a good... He is so good. I don't and need to say anything. They, what, it, you I, yeah. watch the movie, you know. Yeah, like, we'll skip ahead to, like, the ultimate is, like, he's talking to Happy, and he's like, you should be afraid. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. And uh, Happy goes, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? And he, like... It's, like, a really beautiful shot of, like, the sun on him, and he turns around, and he goes, like, No! <laughs> It's. I think. I think we're gonna. It's. It's not. When it comes to this movie, it's so good that it's hard to talk about without just quoting the movie. Exactly, and it's yeah. hard to like stay on track because what he just said is almost at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that, when you're talking about shooter, you have to talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. Christopher McDonald. Grammy. I mean Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> and a Grammy. Fuck it. <laughs> sure. Shooter McGavin's rap album. Um. Uh, another scene in the senior home. Uh, oh. we're, we're back in the senior home, and Hal is making them so quilts. So quilts. Yeah, Ag- and he's selling them to some Again, like black market dealer. More quotes in this movie. You can quote endlessly. She, the old lady, goes, "My fingers hurt," <laughs> and, he, and he, he goes, uh, "Well, now your back's gonna hurt because you just got landscaping duty." <laughs> It's so, you know what? Hal is also. And then a, he says, "Hal is also a really good villain." He's, he says, "Um, does anybody else's fingers hurt?" <laughs> <laughs> I had a teacher like, who uh, in the eighth grade, my history teacher, she would always quote it. She would say like, when we were like doing like some sort of like gluing scissor project, you know, she would go, 
Good news, everybody. Arts and crafts time has just been extended by 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And um, Stiller. Another great Shooter McGavin detail is he uses the same joke twice, like, to different oh, people. Oh, yeah. And, he, and then one of them calls him out for it. Yeah. And, like, there, it's like um, the golf tournament has, like, a golden jacket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think in real life it's a green jacket. I, have no I don't idea. know. I probably should have looked it up before this. But I also what I what I really like about Shooter is that they make him also a bit of a loser. Because mm-hmm. like Eric Gordon and Billy Madison, he's like the VP of a company, you know. Shooter McGavin is a bit of a loser, and he just takes it out on the people he thinks are below him, and that's kind of his undoing in this yeah. movie, which is really great. I want to talk about what I think because I last episode I said that the romance didn't work for me and Billy Madison, and I convinced you on it i think a little bit i I swayed you yeah i think the romance in this movie is great virginia and happy because this is the number one reason why i think it works in billy madison billy and uh veronica billy and veronica right i'm just gonna go with veronica yes yes veronica it's she's like you know the straight like the normal like ah i i think you're stupid and childish Mm -hmm. and he's like trying to win her over but he never stops being stupid and childish. Yeah. And then, like, you know, she has to kind of gain an interest in him, even though it's, like, weird because he's still, like, kind of like a child. But in this one, why I said, you know, making her a PR person is an incredible move because it makes her, she's interested in him from the beginning. Yeah. Not, like, romantically, but, like, she's... She legitimately has to be. She's fascinated by him because yeah. she's like, this guy is unlike anything we've ever yeah, seen before. Yeah, because he's a PR nightmare, but at the same time, he's perfect. Yeah. It's like a working class, like, man of the people, you know? He's going to change our ratings. He's going to give us new viewers. Yeah, that's and that's, like, what instantly latches her onto him, but, you know, as they kind of get to know each other. Are we about the time where... Well, okay. Oh, no, we're, we're not there. Uh, we'll get to the date scene in a bit. But. Oh, yeah, and, and we're, right now, we're probably after the, the first open, when he's yeah. officially on the tour. Yeah, there's a few tournaments. It's kind of, and there's, a, like, um, a montage. He, he's we're a fr- at the, I think we're at the Alligator. When Dude, he, where are we? I don't, uh... <laughs> no, we're not. No, because the Alligator is after oh, oh, the I date. Oh, I see, yeah. Okay, no, well, no, it's let... before it's before the date. I wrote it down. Are you sure? I yeah, wrote it I, after. Yeah, I wrote I... alligators before the date scene. Okay, it's we're losing track of what order we're talking about. It's it, dream is because I have jokes I want to talk about that I don't. No, yeah, go ahead. So, talk about the jokes. We're, oh, we're, the one where Adam. Okay, well, first off, there's um, the joke of when uh, he dr- drives into the tour. And um, he parks, and the homeless man cleans <laughs> yeah. his window, and the security guard's like, no, get out of here. And Adam, uh, Happy Gilmore's like, oh, come on, man. He's just trying to work. He's trying to make some money. Yeah. And he gives man him, like, a people. dollar. Yeah, a man of the people. And then he hires him to be his caddy. His caddy. Um, that's a good joke on the movie. I, I, I know it's... I'm pretty sure it's after... Uh, it's the scene with Shooter McGavin... When he's telling the jokes and he says, hey, Happy, I need you to uh, come meet these guys. Oh, yeah. And um, he meets them and he says, yeah, you know, um, he says, nice jacket. He's like, oh, yeah, you get it if you win the tour. And um, he looks at Shooter and he says, so where's yours? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's like, it's so sincere. Like, Happy's yeah. actually asking him, yo, yeah. where's yours at? I yeah. thought you are the best golfer around. Uh-huh, and, yeah. <laughs> fraud 
and then I think that's when it goes into the joke of... Oh, wait. Oh, no, no, no. Even... Oh, there's too much in this movie. There's so much to talk about in this movie. Another good goof is when uh, he's cursing at the ball. Oh, and it's like on the TV. On the TV. Virginia, bleep, bleep. Virginia has a full-on conversation with her boss, and in the background you just hear, like, happy raging and cursing at his ball. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another quotable in the movie is when the golfer he's going against is harness energy, block bad. <laughs> yeah. Harness energy, block bad. The ball has its own energy, and its natural home is the hole, so the ball wants to return home. One of the most iconic scenes ever. Yeah, and he goes, that's your home, ball. <laughs> I think I think when it, it's really hard. To, it's easy to talk about this movie because of how much is in it, but it's hard because of how much is in it. Exactly. I think I have in the notes. Um, there's also a scene where uh, like Shooter and Happy are talking shit in a bar, and Shooter says, I'll destroy you at, at the next tournament. And then Happy grabs a beer bottle and smashes it and says, let's go now. <laughs> and Shooter goes, like, I'm in, I'm in at the I'm cough. <laughs> and see, I'm so displaced right now. I don't know what to talk about. Um, the alligator's next. I kept pretty good notes in terms oh, of... Oh, you're right. I see now. Oh, yeah. And that's... Oh, another, another thing. Another good quote. Um, he asked her out on a date, uh-huh. and she, he's, she says, I don't date golfers. He says, well, good. I'm a hockey player. Yeah, that's good. That's that's smooth. Adam Sandler, Happy Gilmore is is art. <laughs> we should get Martin Scorsese on the podcast, see if he I'm thinks this is cinema. You, we got to bring him on. Hey, Marty, please come on yeah, the podcast. we'll do a reboot of Happy Gilmore episode, and she's Marty. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, th- that, Fellas, you're I right. love this picture. <laughs> It's a terrible Martin Scorsese. I'm sorry, sir. No, uh, it's, actually, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> alligator scene. Yeah, the alligator. It's good. He, he beats a shit. Out, he beats the shit out of an alligator, which is objectively the scariest animal. <laughs> and it's funny. I don't. It shouldn't be funny. <laughs> it's the sound effects because it sounds like he's punching a human man. It, it like legitimately to us. How we're in college. <laughs> this scene should not be funny to us. It, it's no, I find joy in it because alligators scare me and he just destroys it. He destroys the alligator. And then right after that I, is the date scene. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. Uh, before the date scene, uh, a great quote in this, and again playing to the lower class hero, um, is when the announcers are talking and they're mm-hmm. like, this is a... Economic, an economically diverse crowd. Essentially, Happy's here. fans in golf are like NASCAR fans. Like, yeah. they're signing their boobs. They have like jean, cut jean shorts and yeah. like beer hats. Yeah, they got denim jackets on, just like thrash t shirts. Yeah, yeah. It's like great. It's and so they're good. like make loud and distracting shooters. Drinking beers. Yeah. And like, uh, they put the signs up, please be quiet. And they're just like nice and loud. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. we also get uh, back intru- uh, uh He becomes important later on in the movie. Um, the guy that Happy shot his boss, his ex boss. Oh yeah, he gets introduced in this. Part. Well, in the intro montage, we see that Happy accidentally shoots his construction boss, which is like an eight foot tall man. Yeah, in the head with a nail gun, and he shows up as a fan of Happy, and he's he intimidates Shooter, and I I think we're at the date scene. We're at the date scene. Yeah. Which, watching it again, in like a scene, like this movie has so many good bits, but I think this might be my favorite scene in the movie. Just as like, and then 
kind of to keep the Rocky similarities going, uh, Rocky and Adrian's first date is at an ice rink. Mm -hmm. And, like, Rocky's friends with the owner. And I think the owner says something like, for Rocky Balboa, anything, or whatever, which they kind of reference here. Yeah. And I think this is just, like, a really solid, like... Because, you know, with these, a lot of these comedy romances in any movie... It's, like, kind of corny. Well, the, the weird thing... You always have the kind of uh, thing of, like... It's, like, the guy coming on really strong. Which I... Th but I think in this movie, Happy comes on really strong. Not as hard, strong as Billy Madison yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like in this one, it's more of, like, a, you know, they kind of... Like, mutual. They meet in the middle, yeah. yeah. Really great moment. I should say, I like, uh... I had a huge crush on Virginia when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, played by uh, Julie Bowen, I think. She's the mom from Modern Family, which I did not recognize. Yeah. It. Which she, like, won Emmys for, so... Yeah, she's <laughs> an Emmy-winning actress. Good, you know, uh, I don't think the la I don't think um, whoever played Victoria or Veronica in the last movie had a... Shh, okay, don't start the beef. I don't think she had a... <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway... But the end of this scene, I'm going to say it now. This is my favorite joke in the whole movie. Is, well, when they get to the ice rink, the lights go out. And the lighting is actually really good in this scene. It's a, this this is a really, well shot This scene. is really good color and like red and like white. A little bit of blue. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like when it's like the close up of the two of them like looking at each other, they're like in this void. So it's just them. It's very, it's very good. I don't know. It's directed by Dennis Duggan, I think is how you say his name, who's going to be a longtime collaborator of Sandler. Pretty much almost a majority of the movies that Sandler goes on to do are directed by Duggan. He does like the Grown Ups movies. Uh, like, uh, I think he did Murder Mystery most recently. Okay. You know, he's a lot. Yeah. And this is long their time first time. Collaborator. Yeah, longtime collaborator. And this is their first time working together. Hey, uh, this is Kellen. Uh, while I'm editing this episode, and I'd just like to warn you that in this next section, I refer to the Zamboni driver in Happy Gilmore as a gazebo driver. This was an honest mistake on my part. I was just so excited to be talking about Happy Gilmore that I forgot the word for Zamboni. It, it's an honest mistake. And I want to apologize, and I hope you can find it in your hearts to forgive me and respect my privacy in this trying time. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And um, the lights come go out in the ice rink, and then Endless Love starts playing by Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. And <laughs> Happy has one... It's one of my favorite <laughs> lines in the movie. She says, like, I thought we were just going to go on a date as friends. And he says, what? Friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark. And at the end, they kiss while Endless Love is kind of having, like, its big, like, soaring climax. And it zooms out and we see the gazebo driver, ice rink owner. And he's, like, sadly mouthing along to this song in the corner by himself. And when the song's over... And it goes for a while. It goes like, on for, like, a minute. Yeah. And when it and, and you just see like out of focus in the background like Happy in Virginia like kissing and then like holding hands, and like when the song's over, the gazebo driver just looks so sad. It's so funny. It's, it's like so well shot. Like this gazebo driver has like one line, and he has like a total of a minute of screen time, and we know everything <laughs> we could ever know about him.
Uh, I'm tempted to end, have the outro music this episode be Endless Love. Do it. We're yeah, doing I'm, it. I'm doing we're doing it. it. Well, we're just two straight guys listening to Endless Love and <laughs> <laughs> in the dark together. Let's see. After that, I have... It's it's Bob Barker. Oh, it's Barker. 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 Uh, who... Is, are people... Because I, I realized when I watched this movie, I barely knew that Bob Barker was a Price is Right host. Do you think, like, showing this to future... It's going to have to... Do you think there's enough context clues? Like, oh, he's like a game show host. They say it. Yeah, they do. But, but at the same time, you're right. Like It's like the humor is like... It's today... It's like if... um. Trying to like, it's like if um, I don't know. Like I can't think of an equivalent. The guy from Jeopardy. No, because even then, that's not. It'd be like, no, that's good because people. It's like if Alex Trebek beat the shit out of Adam Sandler in a movie. Adam Sandler. Or and then oh, Adam yeah. Sandler in turn beat the shit out of Is Alex that the Trebek guy from in Jeopardy? a movie. Yeah. Okay, good. That's the, that's the host of Tre- I don't Jeopardy. Know his name. Oh, disrespectful. I, I don't know though, because uh, you're right. I guess you are right. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Or, like, um, because I would say, maybe, like, in terms of, like, TV person, like, Fallon, maybe, I don't know, like... No, it wouldn't work. Like, because he's, like, well, he's Kimmel funny. Do, well, Kimmel doesn't work, because Kimmel's already an asshole, so, like... <laughs> don't. No, don't I like Kimmel. I'm just saying, it's his, like, that's his whole it's cause thing. Bob Barker is, like, he's not funny. No, he's like a. That's the thing. Yeah, he's like a so game like, show yeah, host. I, I don't. I don't know who else would work. His game shows. I, I guess it, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Yeah, if Steve Harvey like Steve Harvey would beat work. the shit out of Adam Sandler yeah, in a movie. That would work. Yeah, which I don't know. That that might be further down the road. That might yeah. be in an Adam Sandler. And movie. then who again, knows? this is a great scene in the movie. This it's is funny. Oh, this is like the biggest quote from the movie. It's hilarious. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> the price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> it's just so right after that it's like after he gets the shit beat out of him by Bob Barker he's about to he gets suspended and he mm-hmm. can't make money and there's a really great uh, transition where he's like at Subway and it's like mentioned a few times he really likes Subway yeah and he's like I don't know what I'm gonna do the only thing that gives me joy anymore is eating this delicious affordable moist well made and it cuts to him saying that in a Subway commercial <laughs> He gets a sponsorship. Bring Subway commercial. Bring it back. They should. They should have. They should have aired that for the Super Bowl. They should do that for the Super. Like remake it with Sandler. Exactly. Bring it back. Or like, this movie next year is going to be like its 25th anniversary. I think. They should do it. They should bring it back. They have to. Dude, I just realized this movie's like 24 years old. That's insane. It was like 15. It, was it like 10, has aged beautifully. It, yeah, it was like almost 15 years old when we first watched it. That's crazy. Dare I say masterpiece. Yeah, it's a really good. <laughs> it's just a real. It's a really good like comedy. And I. it's also like, you know, like you ask someone like, what's the best golf movie of all time? It's like, well, Happy Gilmore yeah, or Caddyshack. And then, and then neither like, of which are really. Yeah, you, you go to art school and people are saying, you know. Fight Club, Pulp Fiction. I'm saying Happy I Gilmore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, after seeing, like, after watching this movie again for the first time in a long time, it's up there for me now. It's like, like yeah, it's I think really it's a genuinely great movie. Like, great movie. Well Billy made. Madison, I think it's like, you have to be, like, tuned in to yeah. like, a specific kind. I think, like, anybody could watch Happy Gilmore and enjoy it. Anybody. Subway commercial. Right after the Hilarious. subway transition, there's the, uh, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Yeah, the auction. Oh, sh- yeah, Shooter buys Happy's grandmother's house. 
and uses it as like a bargaining chip. Like that's what's on the line. Yeah. If Happy beats him in the tournament, Shooter will give him the house back. Yeah, I eat pieces of shoot for you like breakfast. There's also a really good like, th- just to show how much of an asshole Shooter is. He threatens to force Happy's grandmother to work as his maid. As his maid. And he for the rest of the movie he refers to her as the help, the help. which is such like such a, such a Shooter line. I wish Shooter McGavin was a character in Knives Out. I think that would <laughs> Maybe for the sequel. That would have been good. They're making a second one, maybe. Was it really? Yeah. They not, uh, Fucking Ryan. Have Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig. Uh, Let's go! Yeah. Right after this, then, Chubbs, Chubbs he's been MIA from the yeah. movie for a while. He's like in the first 30 minutes, and then he kind of disappears. Yeah. Chubbs is reintroduced. He teaches, teaches him how to putt. They he go to teaches him about his happy place. Yeah. Oh, the happy places are really good. It's like Vic, uh, Virginia's wearing like a brassiere or something and like has two giant mugs of beer. Yeah. Uh, his grandma is winning a slot machine and there's also a little person dressed as a cowboy like galloping around. Yeah. No, no. On this one, he's on a... He's a tricycle. On a, on a tricycle. Yeah, he goes through a couple different yeah. things. but And then um, Chubbs dies. Chubbs, Chubbs fucking dies because <laughs> of the alligator. Destroyed me as a kid. I was so heartbroken. <laughs> I, I was just like, he's dead? Can we get a round of applause for Chubbs? Yeah, sure. We've only been giving round of applause to the MVP of the movie, but I think it's about time to spread it I think Chubbs deserves it. Yeah, and Chubbs deserves it. Because he's like very close to sec- to first place on M- MVP. Like, mm-hmm. If it wasn't Shooter, Chubbs would be MVP. Yeah. Not a question. Something happens. Oh, yeah, they go to... It's the final like tour. Yeah. And Shooter says... Oh, no, no, no. It, it cuts into... Um, there's like a memorial. Yeah, they have like a sort of like memorial setup for for Chubbs. Yeah, and he has wooden hand and uh. Happy does like a super elaborate handshake yeah. with like the <laughs> detached wooden hand of Chubbs. And then uh, Shooter says like, "I'm gonna dedicate this game to Chubbs." Yeah, and Ad- and does and Happy says like, "No, you can't. I called it first. Uh, then the final. Oh God! During the final tournament, they play the Joker music. The clip art guitar riffs. Da da da. Hey. Da 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 da. It's like the I, most basic. I don't know what to say. I like it. <laughs> Literally written by a pedophile. Listen. Yeah. Happy Gilmore can play it. That's fair. Same, same with Joker. I they could have chosen something better. I know we're not going to talk about Joker, and I know I, I have to stop myself. I just don't know why that song for Joker. I don't either. Because I remember, like, it was, like, rumored that, like, the stare of music was, like, Benny and the Jets mm-hmm. by Ellen John. And, like, I feel like that's... People have, like, synced it up to that, and I feel like it's fitting, you know? Yeah. The, I'm, like, my bet is there was, like, a copyright issue, like, right before the movie came out, and then they had to, like, uh... Let's buy the cheapest song available. Yeah. <laughs> The one that plays at all high school sporting events. If marching bands can afford it, so can we. I'm cutting out the Joker talk. Okay. Um, Happy gets hit by the car. Happy get hit by the car that's driven by Donald. And the a bit I liked is a doctor checking him out. It's like, well, son, you've got no serious injuries, but you need to stay off the greens. And then Happy goes like, no, no way. I'm finishing this golf game. Yeah. And the doctor goes... What do I know? I'm just a doctor. <laughs> he like walks away. Yeah, and and Donald hits him with the car, and he he drives into like a a, a phone booth or like no not phone booth like a TV tower. Yeah, it's a TV tower for like uh, the cameras that are covering. The there tower. is a good bit um, somewhere in here when like 
after Happy gets injured and Shooter's like in his head where he tries to go back to his happy place. But Shooter is there and he's like making out with his Virginia and making out with his, with grandma. his grandma. And I really like the abrupt cut back to him screaming. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. Oh! And then, uh, yeah, it works well. He finally, and then the payoff is like, he sees Chubbs playing the piano. And there's like a two minute scene. There's a pretty long scene of Chubbs playing piano and singing. I, I don't know what song. He says, I even got my hand back. <laughs> hey, Happy, I got my hand back. Don't be sad for me. <laughs> Anything really to talk about the ending except the I mean, fun? Yeah, that's back to his happy place. And, and he wins. He wins. Yeah, he does like a really insane putt. Yeah. And then uh, my my second favorite joke in the movie is at the end, like um, when he's uh, when they arrive at his house, he looks up in the sky and he sees in heaven the spirits of Chubbs, Abraham Lincoln, and the alligator, and the alligator. waving at him. <laughs> And he, what does he say? Does he say something? Or he waves back. He just waves back. He waves back, and they're saying, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Virginia and his grandma. Yeah. And they pop a bottle of champagne with his newly, I mean, his caddy. Yeah, his caddy. And um, it's a happy. That's the movie. That's the happy, happy Gilmore. So I think the segments that we have to talk about now is your affinity for Virginia. What? <laughs> I just think she's great. I mean, yeah, talk about it, because I know you like the relationship, I, I mean, and you really think it works better. I, yeah. I I think it could have been just a comparison of how much I didn't like the one in Billy Madison yeah. to this one. I was like, oh, this is yeah, amazing, well. you know? Uh, but I think in terms of Sandler love interest that there are, uh, spoiler alerts, one, like, two movies from now that I think is way better, but... I think it's the improvement from Billy Madison to Happy Gilmore, I think, is remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, like, she's, I don't think... It makes more sense. It makes more sense. Yeah. You're like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's given, like, kind of, like, agency and, like, drive... She kind of helps drive the plot forward, too. Like, I think the best romances in rom-coms, or I guess movies in general, is, like, when there's kind of, like... They, both people are kind of working towards each other and then they meet in the middle Mm -hmm. and i think that's what happy gilmore gets and i also just i I just love the endless love joke of the gazebo driver yeah watching them cracking up at that i don't know why it's so funny i love i guess i just i think it's because over exaggerated it's so like and i it's just that's like a whole movie there yeah like you like you see that guy and you're like this guy was the main character of his own movie and it ended sadly and it's like now he's like watching these two guys fall in love. Fall in love. But yeah, I just think it's really solid. And um so the psychology of Adam Sandler. I this movie I there's like one big thing and I think. I mean it just Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Go on, sorry. I was just gonna say this this movie cements him like this is what he's gonna make, this is what he's gonna keep making for mm-hmm. a while. It's gonna become unsuccessful. Yeah, but what actually what I will say is like this is essentially the blueprint. Billy yeah, Madison, exactly. It's the blueprint. The next two movies, I would argue, are like a little different from the Sandler, mm-hmm. form, especially the next one. Yeah, but, and, and 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 the Wedding Singer, Bulletproof, and the Wedding Singer are the next two, and I think those two kind of like are a lot different from what you expect from like a Happy Madison Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Yeah, this one lays the blueprint down perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... Underdog, working class. Good wardrobe. Good wardrobe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want to do Fit Watch real quick? Listen, all I got to say about this movie is every fit is perfect. That's it. Okay. That's the end of Fit Watch. That's the end of Fit Watch. Follow um, yeah. If It's if Good. If It's Good. If It's Good if on it's Instagram. Good. Okay, yeah. good. Um, 
I guess what I wanted, to, and I guess this might be related, but like what I wanted to talk about, I think the meta narrative of this movie, and I doubt it's intentional, but in talking about the career arc of Adam Sandler, the movie starts with Adam Sandler trying to be something he's not good at. And he gets fired from that. And he goes and he tries to take what he is to this new hoity-toity thing. And he ends up disrupting the whole thing. It's Adam Sandler trying SNL. And the people at SNL fire him. And he's like, oh, he's like I'm going to go Hollywood. And then he goes Hollywood and critics are like, this is terrible. But he's the man of the people. He's like a wor the, the working class people. The common folk love him. And... This I feel like this movie is kind of this meta of like both Adam Sandler learning to adjust to this new sort of stage of his career as like a movie star while also retaining the essential uh, nature of like who he is. Yeah, exactly. And like you were saying, this this movie might not have won over critics, but it made forty one point two million at the box office, which is Look, I think it say, had a twelve million dollar yeah, budget. We live in a world where, like, every week there's a new blockbuster that breaks a one billion dollar barrier. But for a, a low budget comedy in the '90s, that's really good. Really, and that's good. four times its budget. Yeah, like you, you know, that's a win. And it becomes a classic. And the uh, soon, I think we're gonna get to, like, we're a few movies away from Sandler being a big box office pool. But this one was, like, a really good success for somebody's, like, second, really, movie. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, this is Sandler establishing himself as, like, you know, it's it's kind of the overdone, like, I make movies for the fans, not the critics. But this is, like, essentially him, what it is. Yeah. And this is, like, as far as I can remember, this is, like, the movie that's closest to being about that. Yeah, and it establishes that rage that's in a mm -hmm. lot of Adam Sandler. But it's characters. also yeah, it's like in this movie, it's like him learning to control that rage, yeah. and like you know, when to use it. Yeah, exactly. When to use it. Yeah. There's, there's not much to say about this movie because I think if you watch it, you you kind of know like this is great. This is what a comedy movie should do. Mm-hmm. It's not overdoing itself. It doesn't have too much crude humor. I no, think, it's like a good balance. Yeah, there's not like... Uh, I can't think of many jokes that are now distasteful. Mm, yeah. In this I, movie, unlike Billy Madison. Billy Madison, there was like a couple. Yeah. But in this one, it's like... I can't think it's of... It's pretty... Yeah, yeah, it's just a solid like sports movie. Solid flick. Solid flick. Solid flick. A picture. This is cinema. <laughs> um... Do we want to tra transition into the non-Sandler media recommendations? I know you have one. I still need to think of one. Do I have one? Okay, my last... What'd you recommend? What was your last one? My last one was... Fisherman. The Fisher King. Fisher King. Fisher King, Fisher King. Fisher yeah. King. Um, Now I'm going to... Let, let me... Let me... I think I'm going to recommend another movie... It was released on Amazon Prime not too long ago, Honey Boy. Oh, right, yeah. Tied for my favorite movie of last year. It's now on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon it Prime, it's free. Go watch it. Yeah, watch it. I think that I... How many times did you see it in theaters? Uh, like five times. Holy... I probably, probably overhyped it. But let me say this. Every time I see it, no, I I've cry. Heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. Literally every time I've seen it, I cry. 
I can see why someone wouldn't like it. I definitely see it. I could. Yeah. I can. Don't worry okay, about listen, that. Why do you like it? Listen, when happy, you like wait, it. wait, wait, wait. If someone talks crap about Happy Gilmore, I say you're wrong. <laughs> when someone talks crap about Honey Boy, I'm like, okay, I understand. Yeah. I like it. I think it has very strong performances. Um, it has the experimental directing nature of Alma Harrell. She had only done documentaries before this movie. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting take on a narrative film. Um, it's a female director support diverse directors and that's all i gotta say about honey boy i'm gonna recommend a podcast this week listening to it after you listen to our show this is this should be your second priority us being the first it's a D podcast called dungeons and daddies it's not a bdsm podcast it's in the title and um it's these kind of comedian writers playing D and like this it's this story of like these dads from our world who get transported to like the fantasy Dungeons and Dad and uh, Dragons world, and they have to go on this quest to find their lost sons, and it sounds nerdy as shit, and it is, but like it's, you know, it's like for people even if you don't like D and D, I think people would just appreciate just how funny or like creative it is, and uh, yeah, I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Next week we're talking about we can. I sort of have a trilogy of Adam Sandler movies that people forget about with Going Overboard, Airheads, and next week's, which is Bulletproof. I've never seen it. So. Oh, I've seen it a lot somehow, but I don't remember any of it. It's a action comedy buddy cop movie with... The best. Adam, yes, great. It's my favorite genre. A genre that needs to be revitalized. Yeah, we're going to do it. Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans Sr., I believe... Because there's also a junior. Yeah. I can't remember which one. I feel like it is senior. It's got to be senior. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, check that out if you want to. I can't remember if it's good or not. But it's the Adam Sandler movie that people forgot. And then the week after that, it's the one everyone knows, The Wedding Singer. I've never seen that either. Oh, you're going you're gonna to really like The Wedding Singer. I'm excited for that. And to close us out, as we do every week, here your Adam Sandler fact of the week is that he is 5'10". See you next week. I think I'm five foot ten. <laughs> I'm Moise Camacho who thinks he's five foot ten. I'm Kellen Grameens, and the intro music is Hold On I'm Coming, and the outro music is Endless Love with Lionel Richie and Diana Ross. Bye. Bye.